beautiful listeners. It's your girl Stella once again coming to you to talk about it all. You know we're going to talk about it all today. There's so much that has happened since the last episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm talking about last week's episode and yesterday's episode. So before I dive right into it, I just wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask my listeners, did you happen to catch Melissa Gorga on Watch What Happens Lives with Andy yesterday? Oh my God. I love that energy. Right now, you know, Andy is going kind of like on a tour asking everybody on Twitter, on social media. The reunion is filming next week. Please send me your questions, right? <laughs> so if you guys have some questions, send them directly to Andy, send them to me. We still have some time. I put up a list of 11 questions that I have um, that is currently only available in my Patreon, but I have been sending some of my questions as well, right? Because like I've said before, when it comes to the show, the Real Housewives of New Jersey or any reality TV show for that matter. I want to be entertained. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to be entertained. I'm all for the drama on TV, not in my life, but uh, <laughs> like I said previously, um, Andy does pay those people a lot of money. His reality stars a lot of money. And if we're going to have a reunion, I want the questions to be good. Don't you feel like that sometimes? Sometimes you feel like you're watching the reunion and you're like, oh, I bet you he's gonna ask that question and we don't hear it. Like the question doesn't make the cut. I'm not even sure if Andy asked the question because there's a lot of unseen footage. So it's possible that he might ask the question and then for some reason they have so much content uh, or so much like, you know, tape that they're just like, they have to make decisions as to what's going to make the show or the reunion or what's on. So anyways, for me, anyways, I find that it's very, very important that uh, Andy asks some really good questions to the housewives. We don't want any softball questions. We want some good questions. We want to see the housewives sweat. For my part, I know I do. I want to see them squirm a little bit, feel a little bit uncomfortable, like a little hot under the collar. And um, not particularly to a, like just one housewife. I want them all to be grilled, right? If you caught Andy, uh, recently he did like an interview with Schwartz um, from Vanderpump Rules. And Honestly, I thought that that was such a great interview because Andy was not having it. He was basically, you know, firing questions at Schwartz. And Schwartz was like, well, you know, maybe we can talk. Maybe we'll see. And Andy's like, no, no, we're talking about it today. Right? Right now. Right this second. So, you know, I tend to live for Andy when Andy acts like that. It kind of gave me some 
earlier seasons vibe, right? His interview style. I find that over the years he has become a little bit softer and sometimes you can see he's not totally impartial, right? It depends. Like sometimes he likes a particular housewife, so he's going to be a little bit more lenient towards her. I don't want that for that reunion. It's been 13 years. We are so invested in the show because you know, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey fans are very invested in the show, right? So everybody has their favorite. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I've said it a lot of times. I am a fan, but I am not fanatical. <laughs> so I want Andy to grill them. I want Andy to grill Teresa. I do. It would be interesting. There's so many questions that we have for her. I want her to sit in her little seat next to Andy and answer every single one of them. I want to see her laugh at times. I want to see her get a little bit upset. I want to see her like sweat a little bit. I want to see her squirm. I want it all for that reunion, okay? I want to make it as good and as explosive as possible, right? No violence though, no violence. I don't know if you guys recall, uh, there's probably still a video available um, on this in somewhere like in on YouTube or whatever. But several years ago, <laughs> Teresa did an interview with Anderson Cooper. Now, I'm not trying to make this political. It does not have anything to do with, you know, if you're a Democrat or if you're on the other side, it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying that Teresa did an interview several years ago with Anderson Cooper. And I remember, uh, I can't remember which show it was, because um, I know he had Anderson Cooper 360. I'm not even sure if he still has that show. Uh, it was not on the news. He was just interviewing people. And Anderson Cooper has said many times that he was a big fan of The Real Housewives. Uh, I believe he was the first one to come out and say that Nini was his favorite housewife at the at the time. Um, you know, which made it like, uh, which Andy made a very big deal about because it was like, you watched the show, right? So anyways, that was just a little side note. But um, Anderson Cooper interviewed Teresa several years ago on his show. And I can't really remember what the questions were, but you know, Anderson, he's a journalist, right? So his approach is completely different, uh, whether you like him or not, uh, you know, whatever you're watching him on CNN or if you don't, right? Like that's not the point. What I'm saying is that he is a trained journalist by profession. So obviously his interview style is gonna be a little bit more, like a little bit different than Andy. And I remember like Anderson was not having it with Teresa. He was just like asking her questions and she would try to explain her logic and he, her logic and Anderson would come back at her and say, well, that doesn't make any sense, but how do you explain this? How do you explain that? And then eventually, um, you know, after the interview had ended, I think people took to social media or took to Twitter, like, you know, the Teresa fan, base basically got upset and um i don't know if they called texted or sent letters but they were really upset about the interview and they said to anderson cooper oh we find that you were rude that you were rude towards teresa right that you were giving her a hard time so 
Anderson didn't really like that. And I remember <laughs> the next day he addressed it on his show. And he said, you know, I've been called a lot of things in my life as a journalist. And, um, you know, some of them are, are, are true and some of them are not. But one thing that I never want to be is to be labeled as rude. I personally watched um, the video several years ago. But then you have to remember, several years ago, I was much younger. And um, it's possible, I can't really remember how I felt, but it's possible that I may have felt that, huh, he's giving her a little bit of a like, hard time here, right? But now I can honestly say that several years later, I don't necessarily think that way anymore. I think that, you know what, he was just doing his job and she is a celebrity. She doesn't have to discuss, well, a bravo celebrity or someone that is like known and famous, right? So she doesn't have to answer certain questions that she doesn't feel comfortable answering, but she should definitely expect, you know, for people to challenge her a little bit and ask questions that she might not necessarily, um, you know, feel as comfortable, like, answering, right? So it's part of the job. It's part of the game. And um, <laughs> because of the fan base that went crazy, um, basically Anderson Cooper called back Teresa again. And she came on his show. They redid the interview. And I guess he had, like, a much softer tone. And he was not interrupting her. And he was trying to just be, like, more less rude like quote unquote right so anyways i'm not saying that andy has to do that but i would love to see andy grill teresa the way he grills melissa the way he grills um all of the other housewives you know like if you watch the other franchises the way he grilled vicky gonvilson you know andy he he, he can be shady at times right <laughs> so i definitely want him to do that a little bit now, back to Watch What Happens Live. Melissa, I'm living for Melissa's energy right now. I am. I have to be completely honest with you guys. You know, for those of you who like Melissa, well, you're probably going to like what I'm, what I'm saying right now. And for those of you who don't, who happen to like Teresa, then you might be a little bit upset. But like I said before, it doesn't matter. I'm going to talk my truth, right? What I see on the screen, that's what I want to share with you guys. And over the years, like Mel Melissa has been on the show for 10 years now, like 10 seasons, 10 seasons. And honestly, I was getting sick and tired of Melissa just being like, oh, okay, you know, like, because, you know, all of these housewives, they do what they do outside of the show. And then they come on and they look like they're perfect. You know, I'm not fooled by that. I know. I know that this is what's going on. But. I'm finally happy that Melissa is walking into that energy, right? She is basically saying, I'm here and ha I have things to say and I'm not going to protect anyone anymore. She's still doing it in a classy way, though. I feel like she's not really throwing, throwing anyone under the bus, right? But she is definitely a little bit more assertive about it. And she's just like, no, this is what's going on. No, Andy. And you could see Andy was just like, oh, sometimes he like he seemed like he was loving it a little bit. So I hope that Melissa does bring 
that kind of energy at the reunion because it looks like Melissa is ready for a battle. And that's what I want to see. Um, another thing is, um, you know, just to conclude on what I was saying about Teresa, um, <laughs> there was an interview at some point in time that Teresa did. I can't remember who it was with. I don't know if it was like some morning, like, you know, daytime morning show. But uh, Teresa was sitting in her chair with Melissa, right? No one other than Melissa. And they were ready to um, start the interview. And this guy just ended up asking her like a very blunt question. I don't know if it had to do with Joe or if it had to do with prison. Um, I can't. I can't recall what the question was, but it was in the last five years for sure. And um, he ended up asking Teresa the question <laughs> and Teresa just got upset. Teresa just said, I don't think you should be asking me this question. And I think that that's very rude. And I think that I'm I, I'm going to leave right now. And then she takes her, her microphone, like, you know, like literally, like on, I think it was live TV. She just takes her microphone off. She throws it on the ground. She cues in Melissa to leave, like, because Melissa's just like sitting there waiting for the interview to happen. And Teresa's like, let's go. Let's go. We're leaving. <laughs> We're not having this interview. Because the guy asked a question that she she didn't like so um we gotta love Teresa for that kind of stuff right that's what makes her Teresa uh at the reunion though I don't think she can get away with that you know like this is why we tune in every single week and at the end we want you to address every single question that we the viewers have been asking because some of it makes sense some of it doesn't make sense and like I said you know, that's why you get paid the big bucks. So we definitely want to know. <laughs> On another note, there's a little bit of discord right now in New Jersey. Okay. Um, if you follow Kim D, you know, she does a segment every Saturday with David Yontef. And um, Kim D is upset. Kim D is mad. Um, she's mad at Melissa Feaster, <laughs> who happens to be Teresa co Teresa's co-host on Namaste Bitches. So if you are not familiar with the podcast, uh, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, Melissa did a top 10 with Teresa. And um, basically, I think number nine was when Teresa said to Kim D, piece of shit coke whore every day. So that made it to number nine. And uh, Kim D's upset about it because she feels like, and that's out there, guys. You can watch it on YouTube. But she feels like Melissa is being sort of a groupie right now. Um, apparently, uh, I did not know this until Kim brought it up, Kim was very nice to Melissa. She did her first interview on Side Piece. Um, that's another podcast that she has on her own. I've never listened to it. I'm only familiar with Namaste Bitches. But um, Kim D apparently was one of her first guests on Side Piece. And that Melissa even made like a blanket for Kim D at some point in time and gifted it to her. And at the time when she was not really known, in the industry she was starting 
you know, she was starting out. She was kind of like Kim Kim D alleges that Melissa was closing up to her. And um, that Kim D was also extremely very nice back, right? So she doesn't understand why now that she's on a podcast with Teresa that she has to bring up her name and be, oh my gosh, that is so cool that you called her, you know, piece of shit, cook her every day, right? So I have to say that, um, you know, I'm not privy to the relationship that Kim has with, um, with uh, Melissa or had with Melissa at some point. But one thing that I will say, all I see from Kim online, she's very nice to people. Like she is very nice to her fan base. Like when people, and you don't have to agree with her all the time. That's what I see because I, I've seen comments from her where like people say, oh, I don't like, I don't agree with this, whatever, whatever. And Kim's like, that's okay. That's fine. You know, I, I like that about Kindy the most. She, and even when you watch her on the show with David, they're doing a podcast together, but they often disagree on stuff. And to me, that makes the show very interesting because that David sees things a certain way. Kim D sees things another way. And then sometimes David says, well, you know, that's the lawyer in me. So I don't see it that way. And Kim always says, that's fine, David. That's fine. I see it a different way. I like that. I'm always for a healthy debate. I love when there's room for people to disagree. People can be friends and love each other and not necessarily see eye to eye on every single topic. That's what makes a show interesting. That's what makes a relationship interesting, right? So I guess Melissa, after hearing, <laughs> after hearing Kim D., speak about it last week she decided to come back and she was being a little shady in her podcast by saying i'm not even gonna name any names and i'm not gonna even name the podcast or like i'm not even gonna give them that you know that clout basically right so it's okay melissa we know who you're talking about we know you're talking about kim d and for sure, Kim D will know about this. Like, I'm sure somebody will let her know that you've said what you said. And there'll be more fireworks, right? So, I don't know. Um, I just thought that that was pretty interesting on a side note. And there's also a little bit of discord between Tamara, Teddy Mellencamp, and Teresa Giudice. Um, It's kind of funny because, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to backtrack a little bit. When Teresa started Housewives, season one, I believe there was, because Teresa, she alluded to this like 13 years ago. I believe, it, oh, actually, you know the night, the night that Joe, Judas, hit a tree, right? He hit a tree and then he got like a DUI or something like that, whatever. Apparently that night, they were at lunch with Tamara. You know, like Joe Judice, Jacqueline, uh, Chris Loretta. I don't know if there were other people there. I'm not sure Vicky was there too, but Tamara Judge was there. Back then, she was Tamara Barney. So anyways, Tamara and Teresa had like a dinner. And uh, so, you know, they were friends at some point in time. And then eventually, something got repeated. 
I remember reading in the magazines back then because, you know, it wasn't like crazy like that in, on social media. So I, I used to buy like those magazines and read the gossip. And I remember like Teresa was talking about that and saying like, basically she said something in confidence to Tamara during that dinner. And then Tamara went back and kind of just spilled the beans to somebody else. And then it created problems for Teresa. And since that day, Teresa was kind of just like, ah, I don't know about you. You know, I don't know if you can be trusted, right? So I don't know if they were feuding, but I know that Teresa felt a certain way about Tamara because of that incident, right? So fast forward to today, recently, Teresa was on Two Teas in a Pod. She was with Teddy and she was with Tamara. And I think Melissa, her co-host, was on uh, Two Teas in a Pod as well. So anyways, they were talking, yada, yada, yada. And everything seemed to be okay. Then after that, I guess Tamara and Teddy, they made a little comment on their podcast about Teresa. Teresa heard of it. She was not really happy and she was just like, well, you see, that's I don't like that because we were just on their podcast and everything was fine and they're acting as if they're my friends and now they're speaking ill of me, right? I don't really think that to, um, that Tamara and Teddy said anything really negative about Teresa. Like from what I could gather, it's just like basically they don't agree on something or their perception of something is different. And Teresa seems like she's taking it a little bit too personal. That's my opinion. It's like, Teresa, you're in that space. You know, you're a, a celebrity. So people will have different opinions about you. It doesn't mean that they hate you. It doesn't mean that they're not your friend. They, they have a podcast, so they want to talk about stuff. So, you know, people will say things sometimes and it won't be in your favor, but it doesn't mean that they are shit stirrer or that they're stirring the pot. Because recently Teresa said this on Up and Adam. She said that Tamara and Teddy are shit stirrer. And poor Adam, he was there and he was just like, uh, well, you said it. I didn't say it. Like that came out of your mouth. Poor Adam, because he's probably feeling the smoke from his last interview with Margaret, when Margaret like insulted a whole bunch of YouTubers and called them low level. So I heard uh, from Adam's mouth that basically YouTube, uh, social media all came at him and said, how can you say this? He's like, I didn't say it. She said it. I didn't call them low level. She called them low level. She just happened to be on my show. And she said this, that this has nothing to do with me. So I felt like what Teresa said, yes, they're shit stirrers, right? Tamara and Teddy. And they're not about positivity. And they're just about negativity. And they're not namaste. And I'm trying to have a different approach. It's like, Teresa, relax. Just relax. Not everybody is your enemy. Not everybody's out there to get you. This is part of the game. Just have fun with it, you know? I would love for Teresa to sit in a chair and hear some questions she doesn't like and just kind of just be the namaste person that she says she is. And just, you know, don't get out of the kitchen because it's getting hot. You know, everybody that is in your space has to answer to some like difficult questions from time to time. So there's really no reason to start a war or to be upset in my opinion. 
Okay, before we get into the show, the actual episode, there's just one thing that I would like to talk about when it comes to um, Dolores. You know, Dolores is, I'm sure she's a good person. She's good on the show. And I'm not going to say that she adds nothing to the show because that's not true. She has added some things to the show. Uh, I do feel like the whole you know, the whole storyline about, you know, Frank feeling a certain way is kind of getting old. Um, if you've listened to my previous episodes, you know how I feel about Frank. I like Frank. I think he is a good person on the show. Don't have any relationship with him outside of the show. So I cannot comment as to what type of person he is outside of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. But on TV, I like him. You know, he's light lighthearted and he's just kind of fun, right? And I'm happy that him and Dolores were able to keep a relationship for the sake of their kids, like a good relationship. However, um, I've explained this so many times before. I'm happy that Dolores is moving forward. And I really don't think that Frank has any say in the matter, right? I don't know if that storyline is for real or not for real, but what I'm saying is, it's getting old. It's like, Frank, just focus on Brittany. She is beautiful. Focus on that relationship. And we're happy to see that Dolores finally has a man in her life. You know, because I've seen some people online. I have to address this, right? I see a lot of people online saying that they think that Paul is controlling, I don't think that. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like he is controlling. I don't feel that it's odd for Frank, uh, for Polly, I'm sorry, to say, um, I don't mind that you're cordial with uh, Frank and that you guys are kind of friends, but his feelings are not necessarily to be considered in our relationship, right? Frank is the past. That's what he represents. We can't talk about the kids anymore because the kids are older. They have a cell phone. Frank can communicate with them directly, right? They're adults, which is not necessarily the case for Polly. Uh, from what I understood, he has a son that is still 17 years old. So yes, it makes sense if the wife, the ex-wife keeps on calling and says, hey, you know, are you going to be able to pitch in for this or that? Or maybe he needs to go to a game or, you know, there's like more reasons to talk uh, with your ex-wife when you have uh, like a like a kid together that is underage. But anyways, I don't really know their relationship. She's not on the show. But I do not think that this is controlling for Polly to just be like, I do not consider Frank's feelings in our relationship matter. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it has nothing like it has no bearing, no hold, no nothing. Like Frank is not to be like his feelings and how he feels about things. We don't have young children. It's like it's not a big deal, right? So I just wanted to kind of say this, like, I feel like it's unfair for people to go online and say that he is controlling, or I don't like the fact that he is, um, you know, kind of like keeping an eye on the whole thing um, during the coffee bean reading. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't like to award people some intentions or ill intentions. Uh, unless they have done something like that is concrete for me to judge them on. But um, I'm really excited for Dolores and her relationship with Polly. I like a man who wants to take charge and who is completely unapologetic about it, right? I like that. I think Dolores deserves that, especially after 
being in a relationship for five years with, you know, the doctor, right? The doctor who was not there for her and who did not give her any time um, at all whatsoever. So I digress when it comes to that. But um, still on the subject of Dolores, you know, a lot of people like to say that this is Melissa's last season on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Because without Teresa, she doesn't have a storyline. Okay, well, people are allowed to feel the way they feel. But I'll just say, what is Dolores' storyline? Other than whatever's going on with Frank. Um, yes, she, ha she has found a man and now she's happy. So that's great. But happiness doesn't really make a great show. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just saying like other than that, um, Dolores has been kind of flying under the radar for a lot of years. Okay. And it's almost like she's been hired to be Teresa's translator and she has been replaced by Jennifer Aiden. Because at this point, Jennifer is going way harder like for Teresa, right? Uh, she finishes her sentences for her. She can um, tell people what Teresa feels and things like like, you know, Jen is really invested in her relationship with Teresa. So I, I don't know, like, I don't know what's Dolores's role at this point. And you know what? I don't want anybody to, to lose their job or anything like that. I'm just saying um, when people think that Melissa n will not be able to survive on the Real Housewives of New Jersey because she does not have a storyline without Teresa. Um, what about Dolores? And the thing is, Melissa at least has, like some people find her boring. I don't think she's that boring, right? I think that she is somewhat interesting, interesting enough. And I think that Joe is also very good TV. So you get Melissa, you get Joe, right? Dolores has, um, well, she had Frank when Polly wasn't around. So Frank, you know, he's interesting too. He makes great TV when he's with the man and the way that he talks and all that. But now it doesn't really make sense to keep Frank anymore now that Dolores has a new man in her life. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be the last of Frank that we're going to see. Like, maybe we'll see him at events and stuff like that. But, like, I don't think they're going to drag this for another season. So, you know, before they think of letting go of Melissa, I think that they should consider which one is more valuable to the show. Is it Melissa and Joe or Dolores and Polly? And... At the end of the day, I think it would be interesting, and I've said this before, it would be interesting to see how Melissa Gorga exists next season without having to um, be by Teresa's side, right? Or, you know, completely detached from Teresa. Like, it would be an interesting season to see, right? Melissa stand on her own and not having to side with her sister-in-law. She could just be like, well, you're on your own. You don't really want us in your life. So we're going to do our thing. And I guess we're going to coexist in the same room from time to time. But I don't have to vouch for you. I don't have to keep, um, you know, my opinion for myself because you're my sister-in-law. I don't have to show you any loyalty because we don't have a 
a relationship. I think that that makes a greater show than having Dolores come back as Teresa, uh, as Teresa's translator, right? It's like Teresa says something blonde, people don't understand, and people go, whoa, what, what's going on? What did you just say? And then Dolores is like, no, 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 like, this is how she meant it, right? This is really what she meant, because I've known her for so long, so I know, I know what she meant, right? We don't need Dolores for that anymore, because we have Jennifer. Jennifer does a very good job at doing that. Right? I like to call her Jennifer McNanny. <laughs> and I'm not saying that as a diss, okay? Like, again, I don't like to make things political. I'm just being a little shady. But I don't think that to be called uh, McNanny is diss, actually. Because if you know who I'm talking about, this woman, and I'm not talking about the person that she used to, you know, represent and defend and all that. I'm just talking about the character of Callie McEnany. This woman was, if you've seen her over the past few years, this woman came in ready to battle like she never even flinched. Not one time. And at some point in time, I had to look at her and be like, I may not agree with what you're saying, but I can definitely respect you and your passion, right? Um, Jennifer has the same energy as Kaylee McEnany. The same. She defends Teresa blindly. Even when it doesn't make sense, she finds a way to make it make sense. So I don't think that Dolores is needed anymore in that aspect, right? So, I don't know. So the girls go to Ireland. It's beautiful. Dolores gets the best room. Teresa gets the next best second room. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> gets a great room as well. You know, the episode was okay. I would give it like a solid seven. Not really go. I'm not really gonna go back into the whole thing with you know again the coffee reader and all of that. Like we knew, we know that it was fake, but um, it's interesting to see. <laughs> it's interesting to see how Teresa just says, "Well, you know, Jen, she called me and she she said to me that she told the coffee reader that she had a fight with Margaret." So it's like, oh, okay, Teresa kind of threw Jen under the bus a little bit, right? A little bit. And then Jen kind of fessed up to it and admitted that, yeah, I may have kind of like overtalked and gave her a lot of details. So that was pretty funny, I think. But um, other than that, on the show, Danielle goes into the room with, Therese, uh, with Jennifer and asks her, asks Jennifer directly, you know, what's the rumor? What did you hear? And then Jennifer is just like, oh, I can't repeat, you know, it was done to me. <laughs> just by saying that, it's pretty funny because it's like, Jen, okay, if you're going to say something similar was done to me last year and, uh, you know, I've seen how it affected me and my family and I don't want to do that to somebody else because families are involved. You pretty much gave it away right there. But then you know, Danielle, she doesn't even have to do that much pressing. She just goes and just says, okay, just tell me. And then in 2.5 seconds flat, Jennifer just told her everything. Told her everything that Laura said. 
everything. So I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true. And when it comes to that kind of stuff, we'll never know if it's true or not, right? Unless you have pictures. If you have pictures, it's like I don't understand. In a world where there's like social media, everybody pretty much has a camera in their pocket or in their purse. People take pictures of everything at every single time, but there's no pictures of that. So I don't know. I don't know. It seems to be hard, right? Like, because there's been a lot of allegations over the years about Melissa and, you know, if she's faithful or not faithful, or even about Joe, if he's faithful, not faithful, but there's never no proof, right? There's never nothing. So I'm just like, all right, well, it's just another rumor unless somebody can prove it. But I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this because I thought it was very interesting during the exchange between Jen and, um, Danielle. Jen said to Danielle, Teresa was really upset. And Teresa said that she believes it. And Teresa said that she's disgusted. And Teresa says that she can't even look at Melissa because she did that. Right. And I was listening. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I don't know how much editing went into that, but that's interesting. That's very interesting to me. And that's one of the things that I wish that Andy would bring up at the reunion. I want him to bring this up. I want him to bring up uh, Jennifer saying this to Danielle. Because at the end of the day, Teresa says to Melissa and Joe on multiple occasions, I'm mad at you guys because I feel like you did not vouch for Louie enough last year. You did not. You didn't have my back enough. You didn't protect me enough. You didn't say, if you speak about Louis one more time <laughs> or else, right? So Teresa says this a lot. Whether it's justified or not, it doesn't matter. Like, that's a different argument or conversation. I just want to say that Teresa has brought this up several times this season and last season, right? So I feel like if Teresa met up with Laura and Jennifer. And then initially Laura wanted to talk about just Margaret. And then eventually Laura decided that she wants to talk about Melissa too. Right. And well, she didn't want to, but then Teresa said, no, no, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know. I want to know. Right. So then eventually Laura told Teresa, I'm having flashbacks. Like I'm having stripper gate flashbacks. And it makes me wonder if any lessons were learned. Because at the end of the day, I think that Teresa, whether she believes those rumors or not, and I don't know if this happened off camera, okay? I'm just going based on what we're seeing on the show. I'm assuming that Teresa did not confront Melissa about this off camera already. I'm just assuming. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'll stand corrected. But I'm just saying that I find it interesting that Teresa did not, because, you know, she's always the one who says, if you were a good sister-in-law, right? If you were good, if you're a good woman. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. If you're a good woman, this is what you would have done, right? So then I find it interesting that Teresa did not give Melissa a heads up about that. Especially after everything that has happened between them. And at some point in time when Teresa came out of jail, you know, season seven, she came out of jail. 
um, or prison, I should say. And then they had the Christmas party at Melissa's house. They were doing the dishes together. Teresa was wearing this little red jacket and she was talking to Melissa in the kitchen and said, listen, from this moment forward, you know, let's be sister-in-laws, best friends. You hear something about me, you tell me directly. You don't involve anybody. If I hear something about you, I come to you. I don't involve anybody, okay? Let's have each other's back. And I realized that, you know, they have been in and out of that kind of just like relationship, like of good sister-in-laws and all that stuff. So I realized that there has been a little bit of distance and a rift and it's not the same. But I wonder if Teresa gave Melissa a heads up about this. You know, I, I understand that Teresa didn't want to bring it on the show. Right. But she brought Jen with her or Jen brought Teresa with her to meet Laura. So they went in together. It's not like Teresa met Laura on her own and then Laura confided in Teresa about Melissa. Jennifer was there. So now Jennifer has that information too. So there is a possibility for Jennifer to, um, like a hundred percent chance for Jennifer to talk about it on the show because Jennifer has a proven track record that she cannot keep something in, right? She can't like, she always tells it like it is, or she lets the cat out of the bag. That's Jennifer on the show. That's what, she, that's what she does. So, um, I wonder if Teresa had that chat with Melissa and said, listen, I heard some stuff about you. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true, but this is what this woman is saying about you. So get prepared because this might come out. If she didn't say anything to Melissa about that, I don't know. I'm just saying I'm having stripper gate flashbacks. I'm really interested to know what my listeners thinks about this. Anyways, that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you once again for listening. Ciao. Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at Housewives Relatable or on Instagram at Relatable underscore Stella.